What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Cause my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, and it is Monday, and the Giants players are back from their bye week. We are back in the facility beginning on Tuesday, and at 4-8, and eight, this is certainly not the stretch run the Giants had hoped for when the original schedule came out, but they have won two games in a row. We have some things to talk about. So since we did not have any game day podcast this weekend, I figured I'd jump on and give you a special emergency edition of All In to catch you up to date and give you my thoughts as to where the Giants are right now as they prepare to play host to the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football next week at MetLife Stadium. So a week from Monday. And that's when we're recording this. So without further ado, let's jump right in. The big news from Monday morning was expected. Tyrod Taylor had his 21-day practice window essentially activated. The window was open. The Giants designated him to return from injured reserve. Now, what does that mean? Immediately, we all jumped to the idea of what's going to happen at quarterback. Will Tyrod Taylor send Tommy DeVito to the bench and after three starts for DeVito is Taylor now back in control of this offense going against the Packers. So I wanted to give you my thoughts on all of that and try to take the emotions out of it because from an emotional perspective, if you've listened to the show going all the way back to the summer, if you go all the way back to my copy on NorthJersey.com and in the print editions of the record, from the first day Tommy DeVito talked as a giant back in May at rookie minicamp, I was on this story. So I know everyone has kind of jumped on the story since then, and rightfully so. The way DeVito has played, uh, his personality, the way he's kind of captured the imagination of the community in North Jersey, uh, how mocking really kind of got people to know who Tommy DeVito was, the idea that he was living at home with his parents and he made the comment, kind of a throwaway line of his mom still makes his bed and he laughed. Uh, and that was kind of, that became his caricature, if you will. That Tommy DeVito played a character here. And he was the character of the Italian kid and he's kind of fed into that some ways. Uh, the the North Jersey born and bred juice as far as what his Italian heritage means to him, the finger purse hand gesture after touchdowns. We've talked about it with Victor Cruz and how much that meant to him because he turned the salsa into something special. Now, obviously the emoji, there are people who think that's the DeVito emoji when the emoji existed prior to Tommy DeVito ever getting a snap at starting quarterback with the Giants. But here's the deal. First off, 
when Tyrod Taylor went out with the rib cage injury against the Jets on October 29th. Tommy DeVito came in, did not throw a pass until the Giants trailed the Jets in that game, or at least when they were behind the Jets in that game, uh, or you know when when they had the lead. I should say, he didn't throw a pass until they lost the lead. So as long as they were in front, the Giants were sticking to their game plan. They were not going to put DeVito in position to make a mistake that was going to cost them. In hindsight, was that a Bad game plan by the Giants. You know what? In hindsight, it makes a lot of things look a lot better. But the fact that the Jets, at the time, had beaten Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, something the Giants have not done in a long time, and they had pushed Patrick Mahomes to the limit in prime time, you could kind of understand why Brian Dable didn't want to make any mistakes. Was he playing not to lose? Sure, he was playing not to give a game away. But I digress. So ever since Tommy DeVito has taken over the job here, people forget he didn't have the job the following week. Daniel Jones came back in Las Vegas. He was the one who got hurt on the last play of the first quarter and then went out for good the first play of the second quarter, and DeVito has been the quarterback for this team ever since. People forget the speculation that Matt Barkley should have started for the Giants. Matt Barkley, who hasn't taken a snap in an NFL game, in an NFL preseason, wasn't even in a camp this year for the Giants. So now everyone's emotions, and again, I say this with all sincerity, I felt like this was my story from the very beginning. Not my story alone, but I was on the Tommy DeVito story back when no one knew who Tommy DeVito was. And that's the reality. I talked to Tommy DeVito several times in the summer. Really, anytime I walk past him, get a little fist bump, talk to the guy from Bosco, the guy from Jersey. I was born and raised in Jersey. He was born and raised in Jersey. I'm of Italian descent, so I can appreciate where he was coming from and... That's the way it played out. Now, I'm not here to tell you about me, but if anyone should want this story, and I've had to deal with the complaints from certain segments of the fan base over the last couple of weeks, keep writing about the kid from North Jersey. Keep writing about it. Yeah, we're writing about the kid from North Jersey because he's from North Jersey, but Tommy DeVito has become a good story for the Giants in an otherwise forgettable season. How long will it last? I don't know. And I've kept saying that. I've kept writing that. The idea that this Tommy DeVito story, that anyone knows where it's going, you're lying. Because the Tommy DeVito story is one that Tommy DeVito didn't even know where it was going. He didn't know he was getting called up to the active roster and elevated when Daniel Jones was hurt with the neck injury. He wasn't sure. Because that's the way the Giants handled their situation. So now that Tyrod is eligible to come back, now the idea is there's a quarterback controversy. This isn't a quarterback controversy. The Giants are 4-8. and eight. The Packers winning on Sunday night did not help their cause in terms of trying to steal a playoff berth. And I know I laid it out 
on X and Twitter, whatever you want to call it. I laid out the possibilities last week. Technically, the Giants are only two games out of the sixth and seventh while uh, spot in the playoffs, the last two wild cards in the NFC. Technically, mathematically. The Rams winning did not help on Sunday. Yes, the Giants are going to play the Rams. The reality is that the Giants have to still win these games. Can the Giants get to 6-8 and eight and go to Philly on Christmas and even have a thought of upsetting the Eagles? I mean, we're not there yet. Beat the Packers on Monday Night Football, and then we'll talk about where the Giants are in terms of the playoff race. So all of that stuff, the idea of, well, Tyrod Taylor or Tommy DeVito, whichever one gives the Giants the best chance to win, should play. Do we really know who gives the Giants the best chance to win? We know who the better quarterback is. I mean, that's Tyrod Taylor. Look at the resume. He's done much more in this league than Tommy DeVito has. Now, in this small sample size of the last month and a half, Tyrod Taylor hasn't done anything that Tommy DeVito hasn't done. In fact, Tommy DeVito has done more than Tyrod Taylor has done. Tyrod Taylor beat Washington. Tommy DeVito beat Washington. And then Tommy DeVito beat the Patriots. Look at what the Patriots defense did to Justin Herbert on Sunday. Now, it didn't help that it was in the rain, but, you know, everyone wants to talk about Justin Herbert and how special of a quarterback he is and top five in the league. He had problems with the Patriots defense just as much as Tommy DeVito did. Tommy DeVito completed 17 to 25 passes, 191 yards, and a touchdown. So this idea that Tommy DeVito's done nothing is ridiculous. And I wrote this after the Patriots game. What he's done merits our respect. He certainly earned the respect of his teammates. But if you start talking about the idea that somehow if you replace Tommy DeVito with Tyrod Taylor, that the locker room is going to turn on Brian Dable. A month ago, we were talking about how before Tyrod got hurt, well, can the, can the Giants legitimately go back to Daniel Jones because they might lose the locker room because so many people believe in Tyrod Taylor? We are prisoners of the moment, and that's okay. It's okay. It's all right that we're prisoners of the moment, but we all need to embrace that, acknowledge that, and recognize that. It's not calling anybody out. It's just the reality of the situation. Has Tommy DeVito been a perfect quarterback? No, he has not. Is Tommy DeVito a much better quarterback today than he was a month ago? Absolutely. Should Tyrod Taylor not get the opportunity to come back after his ribcage injury? Is Tyrod Taylor ready to come back? You know, I said this with Aaron Rodgers last week. Just because the player's 21-day window is activated does not necessarily mean the player is 100% healthy, ready to go, and back on the field. It happens in some cases. But, you know, let's not forget... The injury that Tyrod Taylor suffered over a month ago, he said a couple cracked ribs. It's pretty clear to me that they were in a, in a spot where the Giants had to be concerned, where the doctors needed to be concerned to just watch him, see where it is. Because you hear about that all the time. Cracked ribs, 
It's not only about the cracked ribs and the pain management, but it's where are those ribs? Where are the ribs that you cracked? Because if you have a cracked rib and you aggravate that, and then all of a sudden your rib, God forbid, punctures your lung, or you risk other internal organs being injured because of those cracked ribs, that's where the problem lies. So again, I don't have Tyrod Taylor scans. I don't know. I've asked. The Giants are not forthcoming, surprise, surprise, with his injury details. So we need to pump the brakes on that front. We don't know if Tyrod Taylor is going to be cleared immediately to be activated this weekend and to be ready to go against the Green Bay Packers on Monday night. So the safe bet, the smart bet, might just be to keep Tommy DeVito at quarterback. But does that take away from what Tommy DeVito has accomplished to this point? Hell no. Tommy DeVito has won two of three starts. Yes, the Dallas game was ugly. But guess what? Daniel Jones started on opening night and they lost 40 to nothing. So it happens. The Giants were outmanned and outclassed. That was DeVito's first career start. The Giants have found something offensively. DeVito's not turning the ball over. Yes, he's taken too many sacks. But the teammates are kind of rallying around him. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to rally around Tyrod Taylor. Now, from a Giants perspective, we heard Joe Shane last week. Tyrod's not under contract for next year. So you'd like to think that if the Giants see more out of Tommy DeVito, that might give them a better picture for how they want to proceed at quarterback in 2024. Personally, I think the talk of the idea that Tommy DeVito would be the starter here and challenge Daniel Jones, uh, that's to me, it's still ridiculous. And again, I'm a big fan of Tommy DeVito. I don't think Tommy DeVito thinks that he would be in line to challenge Daniel Jones for the starting job here. At least not in this juncture of his career. Tommy DeVito's under contract for three years. He signed a three-year contract. And then you're talking about uh, exclusive rights, free agency, and stuff like that. Tommy DeVito is here as long as the Giants want him here. That's the reality of it. So... Did Tommy DeVito show enough to say he deserves the start on Monday? He deserves to be in the conversation. But I tell you this, and I wanted to record this on Monday, a week before that Monday Night Football game. Do not lose sight of what's going on here. If Tyrod Taylor comes back and starts against the Packers, that does not diminish what Tommy DeVito has shown. And it does not mean that Tommy DeVito will not play again this season. The Giants need to go with their gut and what the coaches believe is the right thing to do. And if you're a fan base, and I know they've lost some of your faith, but Brian Dable is here, and the one position you want Brian Dable to be in charge of is quarterback. If Brian Dable feels like it's right to go back to Tyrod Taylor, you trust Brian Dable's opinion and you move forward and you see where that's at. And that's where I'm at. There is no emotion here. If it's an emotional decision, the emotion lies with Tommy DeVito. I'm taking the emotion out of it. I love the story. I've written the crap out of the story and will continue to do so. But the reality is the Giants 
are going to make a decision that they believe gives them the best chance to beat the Packers. And I can't tell you today, and if anybody wants to say it, they're wrong and they're, they're BSing you. I can't tell you who gives them a better chance to beat the Packers, Tyrod Taylor or Tommy DeVito. It doesn't give them a much better opportunity either way. It's going to come down to the defense again. It's going to come down to whether or not Saquon Barkley can make a couple big plays. Look what happened with Washington in Washington. Saquon Barkley made a couple big plays, and that game looks a lot different than the rock fight that we saw between the Patriots and the Giants. So those are my thoughts on DeVito and Tyrod. If you're going to make an emotional decision, if I'm the Giants, I don't care. People aren't filling MetLife Stadium to watch Tommy DeVito against the Packers. And if, if you're trying to sell that, you're wrong. The reality is that the Giants fans who have PSLs, who pay through the nose, will likely sell to Packer fans before they say, hey, we got to keep our tickets because we got to go watch Tommy DeVito play on Monday night. Is there a small segment of the fan base who wants to go see Tommy DeVito play? Absolutely. You got about 200 of them from North Jersey and the, the limits and the outskirts of New Jersey that want to come watch Tommy DeVito play. And again, great story. Don't diminish the football that Tommy DeVito has played. He's shown that he deserves an opportunity to play in this league. But playing in this league and being a lockdown starter in this league, there's a huge gap between that. So just keep that in mind. Quite honestly, I'm not sure what the Giants are going to do. And we will be there and... I will have another podcast later this week and be able to give you the lowdown and tell you what I think, what I know. I've made some calls already, and I don't know if the Giants know right now. They need to see Tyrod on the field. They need to see Tyrod move around and see how he's handling situations. So it is what it is right now. And, but don't fall into this whole quarterback controversy. It's not a controversy. Brian Dable's not going to lose the locker room if he goes one way or the other. The locker room respects Tyrod Taylor. The locker room has earned respect, uh, or Tommy DeVito has earned their respect with the way he's played. So that's the question right now. Does either give them a huge advantage against the Packers? Will either move the needle significantly in the Giants' chances of upsetting the Packers? No. And if you, you're going to try to argue with me that it does, I'm going to shake your hand and move on and say, I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I believe in the Tommy DeVito story. I just don't believe in the idea that he's that much, that further ahead of where Tyrod Taylor is. In a month. So if Tyrod Taylor is healthy enough and comes back and plays, there are positives and negatives to what he brings to the table. Same for Tommy DeVito. We'll just have to see how it plays out this week. But you will not hear controversy from me. This is not a controversy. It's actually a good thing for the Giants because significantly the top two quarterbacks on the depth chart right now with Tyrod Taylor potentially activated, are much better than what they would have been if it were Tommy DeVito and Matt Barkley. 
And I would imagine Matt Barkley ends up on the practice squad later on this week uh, off of the act- active roster. Because nobody's signing Matt Barkley if the Giants release him from the active roster. So, a couple other things to hit on with the Giants. Uh, I know this Wink Dable thing is still going to loom out there, and I know everyone's making the predictions about Dable's going to have all three new coordinators, and his staff is going to look much different next year. Pump the brakes. The Giants are four and eight. If the Giants ran it back with everybody, and they finish with maybe one more win. Who's the fool? The fool is Brian Dable if he runs it back with everybody. There are going to be some tweaks. If Dable is going to honestly appraise and evaluate what the situation has been with his coaching staff, where they, two years in, where they maybe clash personality-wise, you know what doesn't fit philosophically, who might need a change, uh, maybe a coach became available, you know, that you want to kind of bring onto your staff. Pete Thamel from ESPN reported that Jeff Nixon, the running backs coach, is being eyed by Syracuse as the offensive coordinator. So you might be looking for another running backs coach at some point. But, you know, Brian Dable put together this staff. Remember, everybody had a vote. So everybody was invested. It wasn't just Brian Dable picking guys on his staff. And when he hired an assistant coach, that assistant coach then became part of the process. That's what it's going to be. Will Brian Dable and Wink Martindale part ways after the season? It's possible. Could Leslie Frazier, who was with Dable and Joe Shane up in Buffalo, is now kind of a pseudo-free agent taking a year away uh, this year? Could he be in the mix as a defensive coordinator? Sure, possible. Makes sense. Dots connect. But Wink has done a pretty good job here. And the staff would look a lot different if Wink left. Drew Wilkins at outside linebacker is connected to Wink. So wherever Wink would go, Drew would go. Um, You know, Andre Patterson has done an outstanding job at defensive line here. Uh, Is he connected to Wink? Now he's probably more connected to the program, but you just don't know. But this idea that coaches have to get along all the time and that there's this underlying feeling that these personalities have not changed. Brian Dable is the same person and coach that he was when he got here. Same with Wink Martindale. They knew their differences. But to Dable's credit, and remember, we were praising him last year, he brought guys on staff that he believed would make his staff better. It wasn't necessarily bringing everybody who liked him. That's what Joe Judge did. And that's really one of the things that Joe Judge, where he went wrong. They brought everybody here that was going to basically yes Joe Judge to death because they saw things a lot of the same way. That's not the case with Wink Martindale and Brian Dable. Now, philosophically, they may see certain things the same way, but they're different personalities for a reason. Same thing goes for Mike Kafka. Mike Kafka has done a good job as offensive coordinator. Have the Giants done what they needed to do this year offensively? No, they haven't. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Mike Kafka should be fired. Maybe they move in another direction. Maybe Shea Tierney becomes the offensive coordinator. Maybe Shea Tierney stays as a quarterback's coach and they bring someone in as offensive coordinator. And Brian Dable ends up calling the plays for next year. 
We're going to get to 2024 soon enough for the Giants. I think if you think on December 4th that we know exactly what's going to happen after the season, I think you're kidding yourself. You haven't been paying attention too much because the final weekend of the 2021 season, Joe Judge was coming back as head coach. That's the reality. And John Mara, from what I understand, ended up convincing himself that in order to get the best general manager candidate possible, and that's what he viewed, and through the process, they decided that was Joe Shane, they could not keep Joe Judge as head coach. And we know the reasons why. I'm not going to retrace it at the end of that season and the way things played out. So remember, two weeks prior to the end of the season, Adam Schefter reported that Joe Judge was coming back as head coach. So if you're going to tell me today what you think is going to happen on Brian Dable's staff when Dable likely has not even decided for himself because he is not a prisoner of the moment, he takes care of the day-to-day. That's important to Dable. He's not thinking about three months from now. That's why he always wants to separate things between Joe Shane and Brian Dable. Joe Shane is more of a forward thinker. Brian Dable wants to think about what's going to happen in 10 minutes. That's their personalities. That's what makes them successful. Could you make the argument that it also is what affects them and holds them back at times? Potentially. Did Joe Shane make decisions before the season that were more long-term rather than making more short-term decisions that would have helped the Giants in 2023? Potentially. Should Brian Dable have more of a global view on some of the things that he says Uh, internally, the way he handles certain things, potentially. But Brian Dable's the head coach here. If he doesn't want Wink Martindale as the defensive coordinator, he's going to get another defensive coordinator. And that's his right as head coach. Same for offensive coordinator, same for special teams coordinator. And... We will assess and evaluate when he makes those decisions. As of right now, I don't think any decisions are made. And I think that's how we move forward here. So back at the facility tomorrow. Always appreciate you being all in. We're all in too. And we will see you later this week. Getting ready for the Packers on Monday night.